So no titles that come along Respect the dog All these fuck niggas moving like Decepticons I don't fuck with you Move around like you can just step the pawn I move like a stampede Smart enough not to chance me I can feel your energy Intentions make me antsy Any itchy twiggers get deficient I got hand cream Niggas can't stand me Steps in, and we'll see y'all next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. We love y'all. What's up? What's up, everybody? You're tuned into the new Del C show, and of course, I'm your host, Del C. Um, before I begin the show. I want to um, give a, of course, uh, RIP to my cousin who passed away the other day. Um, I mentioned it on the show, but um, I'm going to say, man, life is short. We should never take it for granted. We should never take each other for granted. And that's why I say what I say at the end of the show. I'm always working. Barely have time for my family. But I said something a long time ago that I need to live by. 
Money cannot replace time. I'll say it again. Money cannot replace time. Every day, as much as you can, you should be spending it with your loved ones. I know it's hard. They make it hard for us. They make it hard for us. They make us work all our lives until we're dead. If you're not, if you're not wealthy, if you're not rich, that's pretty much how your life is. You know, I was thinking about what I, what was I going to say on this show tonight? Um, because there's so many things going on in the world that we need to pay attention to. Even though Pakistan and even though um, Israel is going through what they're going through, it does affect us as well. These things are written in the Bible. Are we living a good life? Are we doing everything that God wants us to do? And a lot of things been coming around about you know, God not being real and people tampering with the Bible and things that are misinterpreted. Uh, 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 I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but uh, misunderstanding, misunderstood. A lot of things is questioned, even things that are turned into a joke. Um, but I'll talk about that at some point. If I don't talk about it tonight, I'm going to talk about it another time. Um, I don't really, I'm not, not really into football, but I've seen this and I probably, some of the listeners that are, you know, might know him or may not former NFL quarterback, DJ, uh, Hayden was among six people who died early this morning in a car crash in Houston. He was 33 years old. So to that brother, I say rest in power and my condolences to his family. Um, it's right now, <clears throat> it's tough dealing with death in any kind of way. Um, cancer sucks. Any type of cancer sucks. I don't know exactly what it was that my cousin died from, which cancer he died from, but I know it was a cancer and it sucks. This situation right here sucks. Six people who died, not, not just the, not just the football player, but my heart goes out or my heart and prayer goes out to all of the other five people as well. You know, and the same thing, like I said, my heart and praise goes out to all six of the uh, people's family members. And it's and it's very fortunate because this guy obviously had a still a life ahead of him, 33 years old. Um, you got to pay attention to what's going on, though. We're not all, we're not meant to be here forever. You know, we know that. You know that we all gonna, you know, eventually die. You know, that's just a part of life and something that we all just have to deal with. We have to face it. We have to manage to get through. The ones that are left, we have to stay closer to each other. And, you know, the funeral of my 
cousin is Wednesday and I'm going to try to, you know, go to work, do all this and do that. And, um, cause I obviously can't sit in the house, you know, bills need to be paid, you know, and that's, that's just what it is. I mean, what you heard early at the beginning of this show is, um, I was at, um, basically at this open mic shout out to living rap. She's been on, she's been on the show, but one time she's been on here, but one time, um, the interview was kind of crazy because, you know, it lasted longer than it was, than it was supposed to last. And, you know, things happen and it is what it is at the end of the day. It is what it is. Um, but she invited me to this open mic thing and they were all on their freestyling or whatever. And it's so funny that people forget that I'm also an artist too, because I don't really put it out there like that all the time. And, you know, I, I'm, I sent her some of my music, but you know, sometimes it's all about them. It's not about anybody else. And that's the frustrating part about some people. That they're so into their self that they forget about others, you know, and I felt like I felt sometimes that I'm really not appreciated or um, looked down upon, or, you know, not not even just from people, strangers, but sometimes from family members of not getting that attention, you know, that you should get or be recognized for what you have, you know. So, you know, sometimes I question, am I talented enough? Can I really rap? Can I really do this? And then when I hear some of this stuff, these other people, I'm like, yo, you can do better than most of these artists that are out. But I'm not getting recognized. Not getting recognized. And then you hear this garbage and it's it's it really pisses me off. But what can I do about it? And then this whole popularity contest thing. It drives me crazy. And I hate social media. I really hate it. I use it for what I use it for. But, you know, you get caught on certain things. You get caught up in certain things. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it is in this lifetime. You know, this new technology and everything. It ends marriages, it ends relationships, friendships, everything, you know. And then there's people that want to live your life so bad that they steal your account. Like, shout out to um Miss Miss Music. Um, she's been on the show a few times. She's a singer, AR. She has her own show that she does as well. If you really listen to the show, then You've you've heard her on here. Um, she's interviewed me before, so shout out to her for that. Um, but people want to be famous so much. There is this thing on um, the demise of Magoo from um, you know from V8. He used to he used to be down with Timberland. He, he recently passed. Um, 
but he what he was saying about fame he didn't really want that he he got he ended up getting himself a regular job or whatever he just didn't he just didn't care about that no more but here goes the hip-hop award getting ready to come up and he passes away it was sad of course because nobody have, haven't heard from him so long and then that in Paris and put him down as the worst one of the worst rappers comparing him to um, he sound like uh, Q-Tip so Tully Kweli got caught dissing dissing him because of that you know and, and these things happen sometimes well you got Gorilla Black who sounds a lot like Biggie and at, at one point people were saying it shine sound like Biggie but when you really listen to him when you really listen to shine shine really did not sound like Biggie at all he didn't have this for, for, for one he didn't have the same flow as Biggie his voice was deep. He had that kind of voice similar to Biggie's. But when you really listen to what, how he sounds, he does not sound like Biggie. He doesn't sound like Biggie at all. Now, Gorilla Black, he almost had Biggie's flow. He had Biggie's flow. He had the, 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 everything, how he did the case cadence. Is You know what I'm saying? Like... He was very, very, very similar to big as you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I don't want to get too much off the topic. I'm going to play some stuff as I always do on here. And I do want to get to the point where I am interviewing more artists. But I also want to get to the point where I have... A place where I can bring the artists and sit down and talk to them because a lot of people look forward to the, you know, in person thing. And so do I. It's just a matter of just, you know, some people say, well, you can do things by yourself. You don't need nobody. But look back at your life and look back at your success. Have you done everything by yourself? Yeah, you made the effort by yourself. You might have had ideas by yourself but there was somebody there that believed in you yes you got to believe in yourself first as i heard jay-z say on an interview with um someone you got to believe in yourself first but then when you have people that believe in you friends that believe in you uh anybody be a promoter somebody that's seen you and they said look I think you're going to be the next big thing. I want to help you. Every What I'm trying to say is everybody gets help. I don't like, I mean, Rick Ross was saying it to somebody that uh, on one of, you know, on social media or whatever. You don't need nobody or whatever. You can do it by yourself. That's impossible. You can't. You see what's going on out here right now. I see what's going on. And I'm not, and I may be, I might come off to some people as a hater. But right now, there's a lot of people getting on because if it's all about knowing somebody that knows somebody. I was invited to something, but they knew I couldn't get out there, so I didn't go. 
But now I see what's going on. You know, it, it, I see it. It's um, it's out of it's you know, out of my control. Do I want to get back into doing music? I told you I did. At one point, I'm supposed to man as somebody I have not heard from that person, so I don't I don't know where their head's at. So it is what it is at the end of the day. It really is what it is at the end of the day. I cannot, you know, I can only do the best that I can do, you know, and if the pe- person can't understand that, that's on them. I work two jobs. It is not easy. I pray one day, very soon, that I just have one job. If this, if this podcast is meant to be, and I'm ready to, they're ready, I'm ready to go on the radio, or ready to have my own show, that would be great. I don't want to come on to anybody else's show. I want to have my own segment. I want to do what I'm doing now. I want that space to do what I do. Talk to, talk to, uh, to, to my guests, and then sometimes, like I'm doing now, have a show. Well, I sometimes speak all by myself. You know, I want to bring that same formula that I have right now, except, you know, bring it to a broader audience, bring it on radio and um, do the interviews in person, have a place that people can actually go to, you know, because if I had it my way, that's how it would be. Some people are are in the position to do that, but they won't do that. They don't take their job. They don't take what they do seriously. When they have, when they have everything in front of them, that can make them a bigger success. But yet you complain about this, you complain about that, but it's kind of your own fault. I was there. I was there with you, you know supporting what you did and um you know people are still waiting to hear their interview and and I can't tell us like I can't do anything about that I don't control that I don't control that I don't put the stuff together like that because if I did you know how hard could it be you know how to do it so I'm like or get somebody else that can help you do it so that you can put that stuff out there do you know how like these artists you know, Arabian Queen, um, Lay. Um, there's a lot of artists that I had the pleasure of interviewing on this show, but I also interviewed them somewhere else. You, but you know how happy they would be to see themselves on an interview? That will do both of us justice to let people see that it's real because the phone thing is is great but not not a lot of people take it serious they a lot of people want to be seen not just heard you know what i'm saying so it's it's very very difficult yeah look at that i said i didn't have a lot to talk about not reading anything on the paper nothing like that but um sometimes i'd be forgetting man um did I say people's birthday the other day? Um, I'm gonna say a happy birthday to you, God, from Wu Tang. 
Um, happy birthday to John B. Happy birthday to Warren G. That I think I might have already said happy birthday to him yesterday. Um, happy birthday to Eve and Trey Smith. That's that's Will Smith's son. Um, and Lavelle um, Crawford. He turned 55. I don't know why I just have his age and not everybody else's age. He's a very good comedian. Um, and then, you know, it's been a few days. We remember Gaddafi, who was unfortunately killed in Jersey by by um, one of the outlaw's cousins. And it's, you know, still causing tension now. What really happened, and this is a few months after Tupac was killed in Vegas. So, Gaddafi was born October 9th, 1977, and he died November 10th, 1996. Sounds crazy saying those years, man. The 90s went by so quick, man. Um, you know what I was thinking? Of? Like, I had a, we had a great time yesterday at my job and almost like we put on some music shout out to the person at the job put on music put on cameo um d train evelyn champagne king gap and i mean it was just a midnight star um just put on a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of music back in the days from the 80s and 70s or whatever. And it just took me back, just took me back. And it took a lot of us back. We were, we were just having a great time, just dancing and working and you know what I mean? And then the person said, this is how it should be. I mean, I remember us growing up, the five of my five siblings, but also with my cousins and I'm surprised that we're really not into the, my brother, of course, he's into the, into the, um, acting scene or whatever. He's met a lot of great people that a lot of us, that a lot of us know from TV or whatever, um, being out there in Hollywood or whatever. Um, but I'm surprised that uh, we as a family didn't decide to be like almost the Wayne brothers or, you know what I mean? Because we were so much into the TV. This is way before cable. This is just, we're just sitting there watching TV shows, music. Like I remember watching Solid Gold with Marilyn McCool and um, RIP to, to, to Andy Gibbs, one of the, um, one of the BG brothers, you know, um, and just watching that. And this is where I've seen the city hall on there. And there's just a lot of great things. And of course, Soul Drain and um, American Bandstand and, you know, all that, just watching all these, this music, you know what I mean? We, we, we listen to everything from, from Teddy Pendergrass to The Barge to Marvin Gaye to The Jacksons to Dinah Ross to, you know what I mean, Stephanie Mills. Uh, you know, the list goes on, man. And it just, I just miss those days, you know. 
And it brings me back to, to my uncle. I mean, to not my not my R.I.P. to my oldest uncle, um, because that is my cousin's um, father. Um, brings me back to those days, man. We had a good time with each other. We had ups and downs like every other family. We struggled like every other family. But my mother and father worked very hard. My grandmother worked very hard. We had a we lived in a two family house. So cousins would come by, aunts, uncles, you name it, on both sides of the family. And I miss those days. I miss those days. And now I want to start getting emotional, start crying, whatever, because you know how I, if you listen to this show, you know how I get sometimes. But I miss those days. I really do. Um, as I said earlier, we, we should not take life for granted. We should not take each other for granted and think that we're always going to be here because I always thought my father would be here. I always thought my aunts would be here. My uncles, my aunt, well, you know, thank God for my uncle to still here now. Um, and he stepped up after my father died, you know. He's the person that I called. I, I just recently started calling him back, but we used to call each other every single day. There was never a time that he didn't pick, that he didn't pick up the phone and call me or I didn't pick up the phone and call me. He, I mean, call him. He would text me to see how I was doing when I was going to work. You know what I'm saying? And I really appreciate him doing that. Um, and he says he loves me at the at the end of every conversation, even if we have some kind of crazy, crazy disagreement, you know. So I miss them. I miss all of them that's not here. And I'm going to miss my cousin that I just lost. You know, I went to the hospital. I seen him, you know, and, you know, you kind of prepare yourself for the worst, you know, and there was something that. Um, somebody asked me to do and I didn't do it and I, I feel kind of bad that I didn't do it but we were rushed out we had to go in the emergency room two people couldn't come in the other two go out type of thing so it's just like you know I'm just expressing myself to y'all you know I'm really expressing myself to y'all and um, it's, it's really tough losing a, lo- a loved one you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a break, y'all. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back after this. You know how my breaks are. Um, but y'all keep it locked. I'll be back after this, y'all. Good intentions, but was stifled by the system and was sad to learn he actually couldn't bring any. A man could drink, can he? Disrespect in terms of change, I haven't seen any Maybe he had good intentions But was stifled by the system And was sad to learn he actually couldn't bring any A man can drink, can he? No disrespect in terms of change your dreams knocking at your doorsteps reporting ways with the past like the voice stress mixed breed i'm aligning with a dog best they ask my team i'll be winning we just saw blessed i never met no young and little to me i'm moonwalking on my haters it's a thriller to see i'm from a city where you either go to war or retreat it's a place where you can't fall off your feet i know it's hard to believe from a hood what you do the crime or do the time the only young in my bracket made it cool around i got them knotted like a lace without the shooter time and seven meals like you asking for that suicide my flow is sicker than these rappers Check up, looking for my luck, and I'm 
sorry, I'm just dressed up. Mm. Trying to get it now, they worry about who next up. Focus on my money, and my haters think you're lesser. Mm. Struggling to the riches, staying focused on business, trending. Lost all my haters without the dentist, now they trying to invent it. Putting me on a hit list, move quick. Shine like a diamond because I've been lit. Mm. I'm 15 with some big dreams. My haters really about the action, make some big scenes. They throwing dirt all on my name, but I've been clean. Gas to the metal, let my rim clean. Wavy like a swim team. They said I got balls, you better make a sell for me. But if my money long enough to put a bell for me, I got this game on lock, but I can jail on me. And got the city on their knees, so I held to me. I think I start to see my caliber. My time is coming, check the calendar. Young Jeff the greatest, I did somebody go after her. I got my ring up in this game without the bachelor. Nah, you never passing us. Get out your feelings, Devin. I know you chilling, Devin. You learned a lesson from your L's, that's why you winning, Devin. I know it's crazy when you looking at your living. You know that in the future, you gon' probably own some buildings, Devin. I let some people in the past is why I keep them. Some kids always hate it. I act like I don't see them. You got the. Willard Carroll Smith III was born on November 11th, 1992. From birth, we called him Trey because he was the third Willard Smith. From the first time the doctor placed you in my arms I knew I'd meet death before I let you meet harm Although questions arose in my mind Would I be man enough against wrong? Choose right and be standing up From the hospital that first night Took an hour just to get the car seat in right People driving all fast got me kinda upset Got you home safe, placed you in your bassinet That night I don't think one wink I slept As I slipped out my bed to your crib I crept, touched your head gently Felt my heart melt cause I knew I loved you more than life itself then to my knees and i begged the lord please let me be a good daddy all he needs love knowledge discipline too i pledge my life to you uh. that's the public depiction of trey's birth and my introduction to fatherhood but that first night was far more emotionally tumultuous than my poetic verse suggests Cherie was asleep, and we had a tiny bassinet for Trey in an adjacent bedroom. I couldn't stop looking at him. I was terrified. I had wanted this my whole life, and here I was with my son, my wife, my family, my turn. My body was quaking, overwhelmed with the immensity of the responsibility of this tiny human life. I fell to my knees, sobbing uncontrollably, praying to God, please help me do it right. Please help me be a good daddy. My mind swerved and careened like a drone through my childhood. I had talked so much shit about daddy-o. Now here I was. Could I put food on the table and keep the lights on without fail? Would I be strong enough to fend off someone who came to kill him? It's 3 a.m. I'm on my knees. I'm just a little boy. I never wanted my daddy so bad in my life. And then something clicked. Deep in a place where nothing had ever clicked before. A decision. An ironclad conviction. I wiped my tears. I stood up, I gently touched Trey's head, and I knew there were only two possibilities. I was going to be the best father this planet had ever seen, or two, I was going to be dead. Wow.
that is um, super touching. Got a lot of respect and love for Will Smith. But there is some stuff going on um, that we need to pay attention to. And I, w- I want to go to that. I want to go to that right now that we need to be concerned about. Well, let me bring you up to speed. Folks, while everybody's focused on what's happening in Israel and Gaza, I'm going to bring your attention to a major, major story happening this week that nobody seems to be covering. The Biden administration is literally steps away from regulating all internet service providers and taking over all internet infrastructure across the United States. Brennan Carr is calling the Biden administration's digital equality plan for all internet services and infrastructure an awful power grab. He said, President Biden's plan hands the administrative state effective control of all internet services and infrastructure in the country. Carr went on to say the Biden administration's plan empowers the FCC to regulate every aspect of the internet sector for the first time ever. So let's verify this for ourselves right off the Federal Communication Commission website, right off the government's website and this is astounding because this is the head of the fcc himself right there and car opposes biden's plan as always this is in my sources so you can check it out and read it for yourself president biden's plan sweeps entire industries within the fcc's jurisdiction for the first time in the agency's 90-year history president biden's plan allows the fcc to impose unfunded build mandates on isps and unlimited monetary fines on every covered entity the final vote for this is happening pretty much immediately Next Wednesday, November 15th, the FCC is having their final vote. And if it wasn't for the Commissioner Brandon Carr, we probably never would have heard about it. And I bet they didn't talk about this on your 5 o'clock news. Well, let me bring you up. No, they definitely did not talk about that on the 5 o'clock news. But are we surprised, people? Are we surprised? We got to go out there and vote. And it's not going to solve every problem but one thing at a time one thing at a time because things are getting real 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 crazy real crazy right now very crazy key components of humans is our ability to communicate with language. So it is no surprise that language is being controlled to prevent us from communicating the messaging of freedom to each other. Germany just banned from protests. Stop genocide and from the river to the sea we demand equality. The fact that Jewish people are being censored from apps for speaking about anti-Zionism. A student was recently suspended for saying free Palestine while their classmate was telling them they were a terrorist for being Palestinian. What? They're banning pro-Palestine groups on college campuses and passing legislation to make it against policy on campus to speak in support of Palestine. A public servant, Rashida Tlaib, was censured for saying from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. And Judas by her own Democratic Party, but that's another conversation for another video. But I digress. The fact that people are being accused of wanting Jewish people to die by simply stating free Palestine, asking for a ceasefire, stating that this is an actual genocide. 
I refuse to allow anyone to twist my language into something that is not representative of who I am and my integrity. Nobody, nobody, nobody who was saying free Palestine, who was saying ceasefire, who was saying from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free. Nobody saying that is saying that they want Jewish people to die. And anyone suggesting that to be the case is being disingenuous because they know that that's not the case. What we want is for Palestinians to stop dying, to uphold the government of Israel. We want the end of a 75-year apartheid regime. What I know is that language and the ability to communicate with each other has done so much for peace, for love, and for unity. And right now, when you see them suppressing language, it lets you know just how revolutionary it is. So we must not let those who are trying to divide us suppress our language. It is Free Palestine, which is about love, which is about joy, and which is about equality, which is something that currently does not exist. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. This, you know, that's what we mean when we say free Pakistan. We don't mean do harm to Israel. We want peace. We don't like I said. We don't want it. We don't want war. Who wants war? Who's obsessed? Who's obsessed with war? Why? Nobody wins. There's casualties to war. So no, we want peace. Life is already too short. Things are happening. It should not be happening, as this guy just said. We got things going on right in the U.S. Okay, so we have our own issues. We want peace everywhere, but we want peace over there. We don't want people to be slum, bombed, innocent families dying, kids dying, women and children, uh, men, innocent men being killed. Um, somebody is saying that this kid is now in America trying to get a record deal and he was from Pakistan and a lot of people saying, well, why ain't, why ain't, um, DJ Khaled saying anything because he is heavenly tied in with a Jewish, um, some owner, you know, but I heard a little something about that, you know, but I would still, if I was him, that's your people, man. You're not saying, you're not, it's not like you're saying anything bad about Israel. You're just saying free, free my people. But anyways, let me go to this young, young, this young kid right now, this young man. Guys, a boy, refugee, living. Yeah, your boy be spitting all these bars. I was born in this prison. Can't go outside without warnings, permission. What's freedom really feel like? I'm holding on to dear life. I know I'm on a 12, but this just doesn't feel right. Where's the love gone, man? You know I hate the hate. 
They do us all wrong, man, I just can't relate But I hold on to my faith, I know God watching Ducking bullets every day, I know God watching They try to scare us with their plays, still living on the stage Tell me, can you feel my pain? I know we ain't grow up the same I'm too young to see it green Some of my friends are making it at 12 Is this real life for my living in hell? I better think twice before I go outside Still can't promise you I'll make it back alive But it's all good, I mean it's all good 12 year old rapping like that rapping like that at 12 years old putting his heart and soul into the music because of the fact that um what was go- what's going on what's going on you know it's not fair it's really not fair at all I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this now. Yes, this guy speak on the whole terrorist thing. Let me go to that. Who is the terrorist? Man, we have to define the word terrorist. Who did the first world war? Who made those heavy guns and killed millions and millions of people? Who did that? Who fought second world war? Who went to Japan and dropped bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima? Wiped up the whole system, the whole community. Wiped up. Who is killing? And are you calling me a terrorist? Mm. Terrorist who killed the Indian Americans? Up to now, the Indians are still crying. Wholesale slaughter. Who did that? That is terrorism. Who came to Africa and loaded our ancestors in the boat? When they died, they threw it to the shark. Who did that? That is terrorism. Who is striking the world right now? How many guns have we made? What gun? So if you call me a terrorist, <laughs> I don't know if you understand what the word terrorist is. Facts. Facts. And they'll be the first ones to say that. They'll be the first ones to say that. And let, let me let, let me go to this right here. This this is um I know this guy. He comes on a lot of shows or whatever. But let me go to that. Let me go. I want to go to him right now. I think we're actually on the same page here. You're saying that once Hamas leaves, you'll grant the Gazan people food, shelter, fuel, electricity, hospitals, schooling. And if Hamas doesn't leave, then they'll continue to starve and die in hospitals. You are defining for the international community right now collective punishment. You're saying until Hamas acts differently, the two million people in Gaza are going to be treated this way. And once Hamas acts differently, these two million people in Gaza will be treated better. That is exactly what collective punishment is. You're holding them accountable for the actions of others. That is the definition, the textbook definition of collective punishment, sir. You may accept that that's what you want to do, but this is absolutely a contravention of international law. We want to open a humanitarian corridor so they can leave. But if Hamas... So that who can leave? So that who can leave? Citizens? You're saying civilians can leave, but only through the Rafah border, correct? At this point, yes. So they can't come. Where else? Your country. They can come into Israel. I'm telling you one more thing. I want to say. uh, uh, I want you to to address that point. Don't just smile, sir. Respectfully. Mm Hmm. Listen to this right here. Now, now, whether y'all agree or not, I want y'all to listen. And um, once I do that, I'm gonna take another break and come back. 
play some some music. I ain't going to tell you who the artist is because I like to play independent artists sometimes. And I like to play artists that you know. Trump was they buddy. They all got money. Before he ran for president, these same folks loved him. I wonder what changed, though. Is it because he racist or wouldn't like the White House up like a rainbow? You don't find it funny that the same Grammys and Oscars we call racist claim to hate him because of that? A whole industry that promotes evil consistently? Now they hate evil and shame people who disagree? Some of that he bring on himself, and so do Yato. You can't meet with him, agree with him, or say his name, no. We call you a coon, Uncle Tom, and say you ain't black you wonder why joe biden feel comfortable enough to say that isn't that the same way you used to manipulate cats calling you homophobic when you don't agree with their plans black folks running the same plays the gays ran because black lives didn't matter till we shook they hands then it was first gay nfl player black then it was first gay nba player black then they had a wedding at the grammys presented by him and a black rapper and guess who officiated that a black woman they used our oppression as a tool for protection and Sympathy is a weapon, just like they used our oppression as a tool for protection. And sympathy is a weapon, just like black lives didn't matter till we shook their hands. Hmm, there's a little something for y'all to think about, man. Um, like I said, man, I'm about to take a quick Another quick one. Um, y'all keep it locked. You're tuned into the new Del C show. And of course, I'm your host, Del C. I need some set of feel. 
sharing our last meal, oh yeah What's up, what's up, you're tuned in back into the new Del C show. Uh, very serious uh, situation right here. Um, somebody from Gaza. Um, this was over there in 2009, and this happened to her. So this is, of course, we know this has been going on for a very long time. But um, I'm going to just play it and let you hear her story. In February 2009, I was able to get into Gaza with a delegation of American lawyers. One particularly jarring story was of a home that was hit with missile and destroyed. Many people inside were killed and Israel prevented the Red Cross from getting to that home for over three days. And when they got to that home, they found eight children still alive who for three days were without food and were forced to stay in that destroyed home surrounded by the bodies of their relatives and their parents. I still think of those children who since that day have not had a minute of reprieve because 14 years later, the siege has gotten even tighter and Israel has launched four more massive military assaults, killing thousands more and destroying homes, schools, lives. If those children survived, if they survived, were they the fighters that came into Israel on October 7th? Could anyone blame them if they were? Because these children, all they have known for their entire lives has been the cruelty and the violence of Israel's policies and the complete indifference of the world to their suffering, to their pain. Hamas was just targeting Palestinians, but you won't condemn that. When Palestinians or, or anyone speaking on behalf of uh, Palestinian rights are asked first to condemn Hamas, I reject that. I reject that because it is indicative of a moral superiority that I think those making the demand assign to themselves. I do not know what it's like to be locked in a huge open air prison where food is rationed, electricity is rationed. If I want to go to school is determined by Israel. If I can go seek medical treatment that is only a few miles outside of my prison, I have to give Israel's permission and that is frequently denied. And that every few years Israel bombs or invades and I've seen my family members killed, my schoolmates killed, my brother's sister maimed, my parents humiliated. I don't know what that is like. And so being asked to condemn the tactics that a resistance movement uses, even though I don't approve of them and I don't want to see civilians killed, I will not give myself that moral authority. Equating a refusal or reluctance to condemn Hamas with being anti-Semitic is ridiculous. Anti-Semitism is a real problem and we must fight anti-Semitism as we fight all forms of racism and discrimination. But I think that those who uncritically support Israel and what Israel is doing weaponize anti-Semitism to silence advocates of Palestinian rights. 
I think that anybody who wants to see a condemnation of civilian killing will recognize what is the root cause of that killing and violence. And that is the extreme oppression inflicted by the occupier and the colonizer, Israel, by labeling those who are fighting for the liberation, even though we don't like or approve of the tactics as terrorists and continuing to support their occupation and oppression and dispossession, we are only fueling more violence. In February 2009, I was able to... Okay. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. All right. Um, I'm gonna play a little music. Play a little music now. Bailey, y'all. Chloe Bailey. Gotta give her give her her props. Chloe Bailey in the house. Gotta give her props. Shout out to Chloe Bailey. Y'all keep it locked, man. I'll be back. (laughs) I'll be back after this. Y'all, I'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) I heard that weak-ass diss track, nigga. Took you about six months. What you niggas go five ways on a video? (laughs) Broke-ass niggas. Caddy. Stop living above your means, settle down, you know you poor Niggas talking, people ain't got money for war I come from the gutter, I can give two fuck what you thought That life takes a toll on your soul, make sure you can afford a cause The answer's probably no, we know you can't afford much And sisters inbox, begging for eight bucks You broke up, you ain't running no money up Always asking for a cup, fronting like you make enough You on your fake game, you got bitches on your team Surgical with the grip, make the strip a murder scene But I grew a lot, so I'm just trying to chill Shot game over. I'm a motherfucking soldier. Just soldier, 
put my money up, I made the paperwork Do the one, tell a lies, nigga, post the paperwork But you won't, cause the hood won't accept it Cause you don't get respected for nothing domestic Straight pussy, acting tough through computers Three stooges, all I see is three losers Commit three sins, I need to be baptized You ain't even Muslim, Shalom ain't wise We need to come together, they been telling us lies Black lives matter, but some niggas still gotta die They sleeping on me, nigga, I'm the wrong one to try I know you know it in your heart Yeah, I heard a lot talking, nigga. You heard me? You need to get your money up. Throw money in your books, nigga. <laughs> Jay, you need to shut up, pussy. The cranberry weaving shit, nigga. Fake ass dress. You know your mom be doing it for you, pussy. Jamal, this is grown men right here, nigga. Gentle ass giant, big for nothing ass, nigga. <laughs> How you not entertained? How you not entertained? <laughs> Caddy on this one, I feel like fucking I got it, nigga. Yeah. What's up, what's up, everybody? You're tuned back in to the new Del C show. And of course, I'm your host, Del C. One thing that I forgot to announce that is very, very important in the world of hip-hop. This is turning out to be a great year for Tupac. If only he was still here. Would he receive these same treatments? I, I would say he would, and even more. Because he would be he would be doing more acting. Some people would say he wouldn't be doing music but yes he definitely would be doing music and it would be grown man music and he would be calling out some of these trash rappers that's out now along with some of the other vets in the game um, like they're doing now um, I'm gonna go to a clip of Exhibit speaking on that if I can I, I might have lost that But um Yeah let me go to that right now To um Tupac receiving that Um street name After him in o Oakland these 20 years these streets would be different we've been stunted by the fact that he died before his sentence was finished before he got to explain what thug life meant what thug life looked like it was about taking care of ours it was about feeding ours it was about being a shield for ours so Tupac Shakur way let it be better than Martin Luther King boulevards around the country please let his spirit live on the rest of these years under these streets and in your hearts and in the way that you walk and in the way that you stand. You listen to his music, you really love my brother, live like you do. Let him live through you. I 
Oakland has renamed a stretch of MacArthur Boulevard in honor of the legendary rapper. The section of MacArthur between Van Buren and Grand Avenues will now be known as Tupac Shakur Way. The rapper got his start in music with the group Digital Underground, which was from Oakland. He also briefly attended Tamil Pius High School in Mill Valley. Shakur's family and other Bay Area music legends, including MC Hammer and E-40, were at Friday's event. The street renaming comes 27 years after the rapper was shot to death in 1996 while sitting in a car in Las Vegas. Just this fall, a suspect arrested, Dwayne Davis, charged with murder, accused of being the ringleader in that killing. Congratulations, Tupac. His family is happy for that. And just like his sister said, um, let's celebrate him. Let's keep him in our memory. Let's let's live a good life. Let's learn how to love and respect one another. And you know, I know it ain't easy. Folks get on your nerves, but sometimes you you you, you know you gotta do that because, like I said, life's too short, man. I can't be stressed out about stuff, man. You hear people saying, "Living my best life." They're going on vacation. They're relaxing. They're being celebrated, and that's what it's about. I think that's why I was so upset about my 50th birthday because it wasn't celebrated the way it should have been. And I thank my daughters for taking me out um, the day after, you know. But honestly, I really wanted my birthday to be celebrated on the actual day that it was. This is not, you know what I mean? This is 50 years. 50 years you know half a century so yeah I just wanted to be celebrated I it wasn't about having gifts and having all that it was just having my family together that's what it was about shout out to my daughters for giving me the lovely gifts shout out to them for taking the time to celebrate me I did not take that for granted, and I love them and respect them so much for doing that. Because they know that I would have done the same thing for them. And that's what it's about, it's just being appreciated. And, you know, that day, it was tough for me. I was really by my, it was really, I was really by myself. I was really by myself on on the day of my birthday. I took the whole week off because I thought I was going to go to Vegas. I thought I was going to celebrate in Vegas. But, you know, things were happening and I couldn't really plan to do that. So if I'm still here, God willing, next birthday, I'm going to make up for that and then some. And I want my family to celebrate with me. I don't have friends like that. So I can't say I want my friends to celebrate with me. But I do know that I want my family there. Um, And maybe I might share that experience with y'all on this show. Um, 
Let me get to that topic before I end this show. Um, there are people that dis- disrespect or don't take you serious. Work friends, associates, whatever. Okay? Um, I would say that, you know, we joke around at work. Some people at work are very harsh on what they joke on. Your appearance, your way you look, and, you know, body shaming. Um, I'm not a sensitive person like that, like I used to be, because things happened to me when I was younger. But as I said one day, I became a bully. I was bullied and I became a bully and just, you know, throughout life, not even just in school, at work, where there were people that tried to bully me around. I had to handle them. I had to handle that situation. And I I don't want to go through that same thing. You know, it's people that they, they, they see you joking and they don't understand who you really are. Like, I'm not going to go through life trying to prove who I am to anybody. I know who I am. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, so there has been levels of maybe disrespect where, you know, You might want to fuck, you know, you might want to fuck somebody up. You know what I mean? But I'm not as like, yo, I'm not trying to go to jail for nobody, man. I do want to just be peace, a peaceful person, man. I just want to live my life, do what I have to do. But do I want to be at these jobs? No, I don't. I want this, this podcast to pop off so much that I'm actually making money off of this. And yes, I want to go back to doing music. 50 is just a number. It's just, you know what I mean? I want to go back in the studio and do what I love. That is the plan. To release another Soul With Me. Um, It's going to be part three. To release another True Essence Of Me. That's going to be four. Um, This is long overdue. The underdog. I got underdog the first one. But the underdog two. I should start working on. And you know. I probably won't get it done before the new year. But that's fine. I can come into the new years with new music. Do I want to do shows? Yes. But I, I don't I don't know. Like, do people actually want to see me perform? Like Eddie Murphy said to um, somebody on the talk show. And I think it was for the critics and the fans. It was more or less like, um, I haven't stopped making movies. Y'all just stopped coming to the movies. And that's kind of how I feel. I didn't stop making music. Y'all just stopped listening to my music. And maybe you never were. But 
one saw a one project got overlooked and I know that my you know sister whatever she was you know don't just look my thing is don't just look at something you know put a light there and if you have something constructive criticism you can come to me about that and I can take it rather than you just reject it like oh like it's that bad you know what I mean? And, and I know that that can't be the case because I hear this trash this out. Some of this trash this out now that a lot of y'all support. So you mean to tell me you can't support what I do? Then didn't the thing that cracks me up is people. You're not supporting me, but you want me to support you. You want me to like everything you do, but you don't like not one damn thing that I do. And I'm not talking about liking pictures. I can give a damn about that. I'm talking about when I do music. I'm talking about when I put out this show. A lot of people act like, oh, it's too much for them to just listen. They got to be, everything has to be in front of their face and just, this is what I do. You know, and I started to do the live thing. What happened? Either I accidentally erase it or somebody else erases it and takes it off. So now that's gone. Thank God that I was able to record the auto of, you know, the show that I did. Thank God that I was able to do that. So I'm always going to have that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as, you know, I don't, it is what it is. It is what it is at the end of the day. Um, I'm just thankful for the listeners that tune in. I'm thankful for, for the guests that came on the show, you know, and hopefully, like I said, they have a part in this too. When I promote the show, that's your, that's your responsibility as well as mine's to get as much people to tune into the show if they can. Now, yes, do I want to, like I said, do this in person? Yes, but all that's going to take time. I'm one person. I want to make these things happen. And I will. Next year, I'll be working harder on that to get that to happen. But I need y'all support. At the end of the day, I need y'all support. That's all I need from y'all. You know? And yes, eventually, sponsors will come in. But... I'm not going to talk about all that. It's not necessary to bring up all that stuff. I just want to make it happen. Action speaks louder than words. I don't, you know, I don't do the talking thing. Because a lot of people out here doubt who I am, what I do, what I'm about. And yes, it's kind of disappointing in some ways. In some ways, it's like, who are these people to even try to put me down? You know what I mean? So, So... Yeah, people can joke and say what they want about me, but I can't fight the world. That's a losing battle. It's a losing battle. So I don't even bother, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to try to look for that exhibit, but if I can't find it, then oh well, I'm going to end the show. Um... I'm not trying to keep y'all on here for nine hours or four hours. Or, no, because I know y'all attention span 
is low. So I thank y'all again for tuning into the show and uh, y'all keep it locked. I'll be right back. <laughs> what's up? What's up, everybody? You're tuned back into the new Del C show. And uh, yeah, I can't find that exhibit thing where he was, you know, he was talking basically about the artists now. They're not really making, basically, they're not really making good music or whatever. He was talking about what a freestyle is and, you know, what he considers a freestyle that he can't really. He doesn't really do that. And, um, you know, basically just talking about artists being able to put out good music, you know, and I really wanted you to hear it in his words because I don't want to put words in his mouth. But um, it's, it's pretty much how a lot of people feel. And they're not selling out arenas how the people artists back in the days by the way thank you that i am going to the um ll cool j show with queen latifah and all those slick rick and a rock him a lot of other artists will be there at the force right here in boston um it's gonna be the celebration of hip-hop so I'm really excited about that. I haven't gone to a concert in a while. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I did want to go to the Beyonce. I can't even talk right now. To the Beyonce concert. The Nas concert. um, The Lauryn Hill concert. Which is going on now. I know she has a problem with coming late or whatever. Her voice is a little messed up now. You know, I'm just happy that she's back out there doing music. I am. I really am. She just needs to be on time. Be good to your fans. Your fans are good to you. You be good to your fans. We love you. And that's what I have to say on the Lauren Hill situation. Um, what else? Um, I do want to, like I said, go to the Beyonce concert. I heard her show is over. Um, Janet is I think wrapped hers up so you know I things you know you can't control what can you do about it but I I do hope before I leave this earth that I get to see that that I get to see those artists perform before I leave um let me see who the Vegas show. Yeah, that's where we're going. We're going that. We're going there with that. You know, Usher's been doing his thing at the Vegas show. You know, so shout out to him for that. Um, new edition announced um, 2024, which is next year. Las Vegas residency. Um, they're going to be doing they've been talking about doing this for a while so now it finally happened so thank god for that to you know um and they've been teasing about new music yes so two great announcements from new edition 
I can't wait to see, you know, them do their thing in Vegas. I may do a surprise for somebody. I might surprise somebody. That would be wonderful if she can go to there, you know. But we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. We'll see if that happens. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Eminem's daughter, Haley, admits it bothers her when people ask some questions about her dad. Of course it would. The same que- They ask the same questions about, I mean... Why are they even coming to her, asking her anyways? But, you know, it is what it is. And I'm about to end this show. You see, I'm a little more awake than I usually am. Um, Again, you know, pray for me. Pray for my family, man. And his sister, his sister, his two sisters and a brother. It's only three of them left now. But they, but. One of my cousins has sons or whatever, so her sons will be there to comfort her through this time. But, you know, we need y'all prayers. We need y'all prayers for my, you know, for my um, cousin family. Um, Life is short, y'all, like I said. We need to we need to not take people for granted and think that people are always going to be here because they're not. And you know, I just gotta you know realize that you know make a decision what I want to do because I do need a vacation, a real vacation, away from work, away from all this madness and just enjoy it because we really don't know how long we got on this earth. I'm just be very, very honest with you. People are doing some stupid things. People are killing each other for no reason. There's that situation over there going on um, at the moment. And, you know, it's been going on for a very long time. But we got situations going right here in America with racism and just poverty and just so many things that are not great you know how can we help another country when we can't even help our own country we can't even help we can't even stop poverty we can't stop you know keep them raising the rent and that's and then give us good jobs they can't stop that they can't stop the shooting and killing in the streets. They can't stop that. They can't stop police brutality. But yet, they'll talk about what's going on in another country and stick their nose in their business. I do pray for the innocent over there in Pakistan. And I do pray for the innocent in, in um, Israel. Because all of them don't have that type of mind that some of these people have. 
Now is the time for peace. It's always been time for peace. But on that note, like I said, you know what I say at the end of the show. Stay blessed. Stay positive. Remember to always let your loved ones know you love them. Because tomorrow is not promised to no man, woman, or child. Wednesday is going to be a very busy day. So I can't even tell you that I'm going to do a show on Wednesday. But stay tuned. Um, Guests, you're welcome to come on the show. Just reach out to me and we can make it happen. That's all I got to say. I'm out. One.